Welcome back to Big Sky Big Takes, a joint production of the Big Sky Podcast Network and the Montana Mint. Uh, we are brought to you by our, exclu- our exclusive partner, our favorite partner, Hughes River Expedition. You guys all know the drill at this point. We're an around the horn style show devoted to all things Big Sky Conference. To have a show, you need a panel, and we have nothing but A-listers joining me today. We got Chris Hammond from the Tubs at the Club podcast, AC from Weber State Weekly, and Mike Nugent from the Grizz Fan Pod. We may have Kyler Neal from the Eagles Power Hour joining us midway through the show, but to be determined there, I'm your host, Bear Tycoon. Big Sky Football is officially back one week in, uh, and we're going to break it all down. Let's get right into the games from this past Saturday. Uh, we had three games kick to kick off the weekend. Uh, the first one to kick off, NAU, Southern Utah. It was an awesome game. Had no expectations really going into this one. An awesome game. 34-33, uh, final score. Lumberjacks win. Six lead changes in the second half, including one as time expired. The Grand Canyon Trophy is returning to Flagstaff. Guys, who impressed you the most in this game? Is it Southern Utah's Justin Miller, uh, five touchdowns and one interception, or NAU's Keandre Woodty, two touchdowns, but that game-winning drive I mentioned. Mike, I'm going to start with you. You know, it's funny because um, the first half of that game tainted me so much that I have trouble saying it was awesome because the first half was brutal. Uh, looked like teams that hadn't played for two years. Um, I, I'm going to go with Miller. Uh, you know, sitting there watching him throw his fifth touchdown pass. I was like, Hey, maybe Southern Utah's got something. It'll be interesting to see what NAU does with, with, um, Keandre Woody, if I said that correctly, but, uh, um, I, I think I'm going, I think I'm going Southern Utah's Justin Miller. I think that, uh, he might, he might be able to play in this six, six game wild, wild card league here. Yeah, I think that's right. AC, uh, you watched the game. What was your takeaway? What quarterback impressed you the most? Well, first off, what a great way to get the Big Sky football season started, huh? Yeah. A game no coming down right down to the final possession. That was awesome. I'm taking Justin Miller. I'm taking Justin Miller because I think the SUU, I think both teams had a lot of question marks coming in, but I think that SUU had more question marks all around the football field. And the fact that he was able to go on the road first game playing, playing quarterback and everything and toss five touchdowns, man. To me, that's impressive, especially on a team that really felt like nobody knew anything about. And so I'm taking Justin Miller, five tutties on the road. I mean, their team had a chance to win, just weren't able to hold on for uh, for that final play. So I, I liked what Justin Miller did. Yeah, I mean, you know, starting out the season with a loss after a couple down years, like it'd be tough to be a Southern Utah fan, but you have to feel optimistic after seeing Justin Miller's play. Just that stat line should get people excited. Uh, uh, being excited, NAU, you know, they got the win. They only jumped up to number five in the Big Sky Podcast Network power rankings. Chris Hammond, do you think that's a fair ranking for the Lumberjacks? Well, first off, Keandre Wooty is definitely the more impressive one. Uh, for those of you that don't remember, the last game NAU played in the Big Sky Conference, they gave up 491 yards, six touchdowns, zero interceptions to Mason Petrino. Fair point. <laughs> he had a better stat line than Justin Miller. I'm just saying. So, no. SUU is, was almost consensus last place in the Big Sky podcast rankings. The fact that it came down to a game-winning drive as well for NAU uh, does not make me think that NAU should be number five in the podcast rankings. They It took them a walk-off touchdown to beat the consensus last place team in the Big Sky power rankings. 
That's true. A win's a win, though, and NAU is 1-0. and Let's move on to a game I think more people care about. Uh, uh, up to Idaho, my Idaho Vandals, my adopted team for the spring, took down Eastern Washington 28-21. We have lots to talk about in this game, um, but I think let's just start with the obvious. Chris Hammond, you were at the game. You were as big of a Vandal fan as there is in the state of Idaho. Just tell us about Saturday. Uh, well, for first off, Eastern Washington, congratulations, I guess, to them and their fan base. They traveled and absolutely put the Idaho fans uh, to shame. They were definitely louder. I don't know yeah. how much of that. I don't know how much of that is like uh, the fan base being scared over the last twenty years to get a little overconfident and then have all these people around them in red be laughing at them. But all in all, I, I thought the game itself was good for Idaho. I think Eastern made a lot of key mistakes, um, but at the end of the day. Idaho was able to hold the 2019 number one total offense, number two total scoring defense, and a Walter Payton favorite this year in Eric Berrier to being over a t- only a tad over 400 yards and only 14 points because seven of uh, Eastern Washington's points came on a pick six. So to put it in perspective, Weber State gave up over 400 yards and 28 points to Idaho State. So I'm just saying, like, if you're comparing the offenses, not saying Weber's defense is bad, but Idaho's defense held a much better offense to a statistically worse performance. Weber only gave up 21 points. Everyone should discount everything that Chris just said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mike, you're an adopted Eagle fan. One of many teams that you've adopted for this spring. Um, The game was a bit tainted. There was a, a field goal debacle uh, uh, the Big Sky Conference came out after the fact, said that they that the refs missed this call. Um, you think? <laughs> I mean, watching it, just watching it on Pluto TV, seeing that they didn't have a clean replay of the where the ball hit. Um, it, all of it is just mind boggling in 2021. But you know, Mike, why, why don't you answer this? Is the game tainted by the field goal? debacle and did the league handle it right after the fact absolutely i mean we got screwed let's be honest here first of all it's not multiple teams it's just two go eags go weber um but uh you know you know it's it's, i'm a long-suffering eagles fan we're always getting the bad calls from the refs i don't i don't care about that you know call that got us into the national championship when when delaware you know fumbled um, or or didn't fumble or didn't recover the fumble, whatever it was. So we're always getting screwed, and it was absolutely tainted. I mean, we it's Idaho. I mean, Petrino's not going to beat Eastern on a fair fair game, fair fight. So yeah, tainted. Um, you know, I just I don't know how we keep getting screwed like this. Eastern needs a break. What do you think, Mike? Coming back to you, what do you think uh, these teams play again? There's a rematch at the end of the year, just kind of with the quirky Big Sky uh, scheduling. What are the odds that Idaho can can take two games from Eastern this season? Next to zero. I mean, <laughs> like, and Chris is nodding. He's going to agree with me on that. Like, there's a chance because in theory, two teams line up and play each other and either team could win when it's 0-0, but there's no way Eastern's up. Let's put it this way. If Eastern loses to Idaho to bookend their season, they need to move on from best. <laughs> I think that's that's probably a fair assessment. Um, last game we want to get to, uh, Weber State. Holy smokes. They absolutely rolled over Idaho State. AC, you got to be pumped about how the Wildcats looked on Saturday. What, what was your biggest takeaway from the game? What are you most excited about? We might have a quarterback. 
for the first time in a while, we very well might have a quarterback. So I'm a little hesitant to crown the man after one game, and it's one game against Idaho State, right? Context matters, in my opinion. I'm hesitant to crown him. But I'll tell you what, he looked good. Kid can spin the football. He can throw it deep. I mean, he, statistically, he he obviously had a great game. He was Big Sky Conference Player of the Week. But, I mean, it, it's kind of felt like, and not just to Weber State fans, we had Sam Herter on our podcast earlier this year, and he kind of said that around the nation, everybody's talking about Weber like they're a quarterback away. And, I mean, after one game, it's hard not to be excited. He looked really good. And also just an incredible name. Bronson Barron is A-plus, big sky quarterback naming. Um, and, you know, I think across the nation, they are getting the respect. Uh, they're up to number two in national polls. We saw some folks on Twitter giving them uh, the number one overall seed. Uh, Chris Hammond, is Weber the team to beat in the big sky? And do you think that they have the guns to go on a national title run? Yeah, Weber State is 100% the best team in the Big Sky and an odds-on favorite to go to the national championship this year. The only thing standing in their way right now is the logjam in the Missouri Valley Football Conference with NDSU losing, South Dakota State losing, nobody knowing what UNI, SIU are, or what UND is. At the end of the day, there's a good chance the Missouri Valley gets like three teams in, and the way that, especially with COVID and strict budgets this year, these playoffs are going to be extremely regionalized. Yeah. So you might have Weber have to host North Dakota State in the second round and then possibly like South Dakota State in the in the second. So it's it's going to be really tough. If they can get through that, they'll probably win the national title. But unfortunately for us being out west, one team's going to get to play San Diego and the other team is going to get to play a Missouri Valley Conference team that's probably pretty good. Yeah, Weber State, that, that those are all great points. Weber State, uh, I should say, number two. This is the highest ranking of their school history, so hats off to them. And hats off to Idaho, ranked number 19 in the country. It is their first time in the top 25 since they rejoined the FCS a couple of years back. So vandal to vandal, very exciting stuff. Um, now let's, let's get into some team-specific items, um, and we're going to stick with you, Chris, uh, so obviously very excited about the win over Eastern Washington. Um, the beers have worn off. You've, yeah, I think sobered up. You look a little uh, uh, healthier than you were on Sunday morning. <laughs> um, now that you're looking at this with fresh eyes, what concerns you about Idaho? Like what victory aside, what, is, what are kind of the biggest things you're concerned about in this game uh, this weekend against UC Davis? Yeah. So we lost Jermaine Johnson, who is our JC, you know, speed guy or burner we brought in to really take the top off of the defense uh, because we brought in Mike Beaudry, who's a big arm quarterback. Without him, Mike Beaudry really looked to be struggling at mid to intermediate passes. Uh, and, you know, maybe that's rust. He started to get it together going in the second half, but with no speed started to kind of be able to help him out and really utilize what we brought him in for. Also paired with how our run game looked a little bit underwhelming compared to what we thought. Um, it could be a recipe for disaster for Idaho. Now, was Beaudry just, you know, was that rust getting shaken off? Was the run game just because we were going up against a good defense that was stacking the box? I think this week we're going to find out whether our offense, per Idaho usual, if it's rust or bust. <laughs> AC, Weber's offense, you know, you guys' offense stole the show on Saturday. Um, on the other side of the ball, how did your what, what was your biggest takeaway from the defense? What stood out to you from Weber's defense 
Uh, and what does that mean looking forward for the rest of the season? What stood out is the fact that we lost two All-Americans at defensive end, Jonah Williams, Adam Rodriguez. One of them went to the NFL. I mean, so there's clearly a lot of talent there. And we still were able to get a ton of pressure on Idaho State, right? I think we ended up with six sacks throughout the day, tons more hurries. Uh, I mean, their quarterback only had like a 40% completion rate, and I think that that started with the pressure up front. So we lost two dudes. I mean, really, really good dudes. And we were able to reload. And I think that that's kind of the difference from, from what we've seen in Weber State in the past. So to me, it started with the pressure, and it, it it's the fact that we're getting pressure from dudes who we didn't necessarily see it from last year. Sherwin Lavaca is a new name for Weber State fans, had two sacks on the game and multiple other pressures. So for me, it was the defensive pressure up front after losing two All-Americans. Mike Nugent, we can't go an episode of anything on the, the Big Sky Podcast Network without talking about those Montana Grizzlies. Uh, word out of Missoula today, the Grizz are hosting Portland State for a spring game to be determined if fans are going to be allowed in that game. But uh, a pretty exciting development with regard to the spring schedule. Um, how much would you, Mike, pay for one of those tickets to sit in on the, the Grizz face uh, Portland State? Oh man, I'd pay a hundred bucks easily. I mean, th they'll make money on that. They'll, they will auction those things off the highest bidder and, and good for them. I'll tell you what though. I was, I was jealous. I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving rooting for Eastern and Weber this spring. It's kind of fun to learn things about other teams, but I was jealous to, to not have the Grizz playing. It's, it's, um, it's kind of a bummer, but I think spring season is going to be exciting because anything can happen. And uh, we are going to bounce back against NAU this week on the Weber side. So, or excuse me, on the Eastern side. Um, so. Got it. Yeah, it is, it is weird. I enjoyed watching the games on Saturday, but it, it it's almost like when, you know, your team, like say, you know, I'm a, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. There's been a few years recently where they've just been garbage. You know, it going into the season, you're rooting for them to lose. So like, you just watch the NBA as a whole, but you're not really watching your favorite team play. They're almost removed from it. That's a, it's 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 fun watching these games, but not having your real team in it is is uh, is a little difficult. Um, all right, we're going to move on to fantasy builder. Uh, I think everyone's familiar with rules now. We're going to build teams, uh, go position by position uh, in rounds, drafting a team, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and a flex position. Um, we're going to start with quarterbacks. Chris Hammond, because of your victory, we're going to let you go. And being Kyler isn't on yet, I'm going to draft for him. So it'll be a combo Bear Tycoon-Kyler team. Chris Hammond, you got the first pick for quarterback. Who are you taking? Uh, after I just covered how Justin Miller and Mason Petrino had career-setting, record-breaking games, Eric Berrier is no question in this matchup. Yep. I think that is a probably a smart pick. AC... <laughs> You can't you can't choose the Baron. Who do you got this weekend? I cannot choose the Baron. I might because he was looking good. But I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'm gonna take Tyler Vanderwall. And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm high on Weber State's secondary, and I think he's going up against a worse secondary. He threw for over 300 yards against Weber State, right? It wasn't always pretty, but it was over 300 yards. So I'm taking Tyler Vanderwall. All right. And I am gonna take uh oh man. So many great options. Um, I'm going to take Keandre Woodty. I liked what I saw out of that NAU game. I plan to watch them this weekend as well. I'll take him. And Mike, you can close us out on quarterbacks. Who are you taking? 
Well, I'm going to take the only guy left that's got stats, um, Justin Miller, and I'm going to prove Hammond wrong. He is not a flash in the pan. This is the real deal, and I'm going to win the quarterback position this week in Big Sky Fantasy. <laughs> All right, moving on to running backs. Mike, we're running it back with you. Last pick in the first round, first pick in the second round. Who are you taking? Does anybody run in the big sky? I mean, it's like Weaver. I, 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 I was going to say, Weaver's not playing this week, so I can't take Josh Davis. You know, I mean, it's a tough one. And no more Cal Poly. And, and if you look <laughs> yeah. at who the um, second leading rusher is, it's actually Daniel Wright, but he only had four carries. So, <laughs> um, you know, I guess I'll take uh, Malachi Rango from ISU. That's another right. top-notch name right there, folks. That is a great <laughs> name. That was my one. That was my I was one. watching that game and the announcer. I was like, Rango. <laughs> um, we're going to skip my pick while I frantically look up running back names in the Big Sky Conference that are playing. AC, <laughs> you got the next pick. Who are you taking at running back? I'm going to go with my my eagle, Tamarick Pierce. I think he'll I think he'll have a decent game against NAU. All right. And Chris, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going to take Nick Romano from Idaho. He's a threat out of, in the passing game and technically on the two deep list as a starter for the Vandals. So hopefully I can get a little extra points out of Romano. All right. That seems fair. My uh, UC Davis, my UC Davis uh, roster is not loading. I'm going to take the starting running back for UC Davis. Chris, you can fill in the gaps there. Ulonzo <laughs> Gilliam. Yes. All right. Um, we'll take him this next round uh, wide receivers. AC, you got the first pick. Who are you taking? I'm going to go with Landon Meesum from SUU. I think that uh, I think that combo with Justin Miller against Idaho State. I mean, Weber State threw for a ton of yards against Idaho State, so I think SEU will put up some numbers on them. All right, and uh, Mike, who do you got? I'm going to go. Uh, what's his name? Hayden Hatton. Is that right? From the Idaho. Yes. Sophomore? I think he was kind of exciting. Chris, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it's, he seemed like a good one. Yeah, game winner. Chris, who do you got? Wide receiver, number three pick. Uh, I'm going to take Tanner Connor, Idaho State. Yeah, good call. All right. And is uh, is Limo Jones still available? He is still on the board. I'm taking him. Nine receptions last game. He stood out. Uh, hopefully, I know we don't do PPR, but um, I, li- I like my chances with, with Limo Jones. Um, and the flex position, last one for our teams. Um we're going to let you go first here, Chris. Uh, I'm going to take a gamble here and hope that Andre Boston is back for Eastern Washington, their true number one receiver. And if he is, I like the points I might be able to gather. <laughs> Mike, who do you got? Flex. Um, who is starting at QB for UC Davis this year? Uh, Hunter Rodriguez. I'll take Hunter Rodriguez or fill doing, in the blank. <laughs> are we doing flexes with quarterbacks though? Oh, you can can't do a quarterback flex? as a flex. Oh, come on. Only uh, Troy Anderson. Oh, <laughs> man. Always exploiting a loophole. Mike, no quarterbacks unless you're Troy Anderson. Well, Who we, else don't even got? Know, we don't even know if he's going to play. So 
you know, it would have been fine. You guys are just, you're, you're a bunch of rule followers. And it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, I will do uh, Brando Shanks from Southern Utah. I'm going with great names. A lot of great names. AC, who's your flex? You know, I don't have an Aggie yet, and so I got to go with an Aggie, and I know they're going up against Idaho, and I'm probably shooting myself in the foot here, but I'm taking Chris Vaughn, wide receiver out of UC Davis. All right. And did did anyone take Hayden uh, Haddon from Idaho? Yes, I did. God darn it. Um, (laughs) All right. I'll take uh, UC Davis's tight end starter. I'll look it up afterwards. Sorry we didn't have that uh, more ironed out. Um, going to the, going to the showdown. Um, I think being Kyler didn't make it. We're just going to have all three of you move on to the final segment. I will remove myself after that last performance. Um, real quick responses here on each of these questions. The winner of this gets to go to the end of the show, talk about whatever they want for a few seconds. Um, but I will be keeping score. Producer Jerry's got his pen out and is ready to tally question number one. Really satisfying. So one of the most satisfying things last week was uh, Montana State losing to the winless Idaho Vandal basketball program. Put that aside. We're not talking basketball. On the football side of the ball, uh, football side of the equation, North Dakota State, they got beat pretty easily. And that was very satisfying. Let's just, you know, wordplay here. How did that game, how did the North Dakota State loss make you feel? We'll start with you, Mike. You know, it it made me feel bummed that that we're not playing the Grizzlar this year. But I mean, it, it shows it's wide open. They looked average. In fact, yeah. for part of the game, they looked less than average, and it's really not explainable to me because they played a game in the fall, so they're in theory they're a little bit more they're less rusty, and they they have an indoor practice facility, and everybody else had to deal with the same thing. So it doesn't make any sense. Their quarterback looked bad. Yeah, looked looks pretty average. Chris Hammond. Freaky Frisco, baby. We may get the friskiest Frisco matchup of the past decade. We may get something like North Dakota versus Weber. And, I mean, it's Big Sky Big Takes, and it wouldn't be Big Sky Big Takes if even though they're not in the conference, we find a way to rope in North Dakota. So I had to do it there. Frisky Frisco, (laughs) Weber versus North Dakota fighting Hawks. I like the sound of that. AC, North Dakota State lost this weekend. How did it make you feel? So North Dakota's North Dakota State rather has won a, a, approximately their last like 500 games, and the talks um, among Weber circles is that hey we might get to Frisco this year, you know, kind of like getting there and losing was kind of the goal to North Dakota State, right? No, no, no. Weber State's got a shot this year. We got a legitimate chance at winning the whole thing. I'm stoked the Bison lost. <laughs> Point to AC. That is the right reaction. Mike with his pity party, the Grizz aren't playing. The real takeaway from this is it feels good when North Dakota State loses. Point to AC there. Question number two. UC Davis is playing this weekend. It's their first game of the season. Cal Poly has their game suspended uh, or postponed again for COVID-related reasons. Of the two California schools, who are you most excited to see? Or I guess what's the most interesting team uh, uh, do you think coming into the season? Chris, we'll start with you. Well, out of the California schools, I'm still going UC Davis just because, like, Dan Hawkins inherited Keelan Dawson, Jake Meyer. So, like, how is he going to look now? That Like, kind of the pieces that were there, uh, he only really has Alonzo Gilliam back. Dan Hawkins – 
supposed to be this genius coach, let down year last year. Is this the year he proves that it was indeed just a letdown last year? And UC Davis is what we all thought they were preseason last year, and that is a big sky favorite. Mike Nugent, who do you like the most out of these two California schools? You know, I'm I'm more intrigued by Polly. I I think that Davis is going to be average. I think that that Hawkins post Boise State was never the same guy, and I'm not convinced that he can recruit the way that he maybe needs to. But I could be proven wrong. Polly with with Bo Baldwin, I think, is intriguing to no end. And whether they go zero and six or not this spring, this spring for them is a huge plus for next fall. AC, what about you? Davis lost my interest last year. They were they underperformed so bad, and they were in the top twenty five polls way too long, in my opinion. I just thought that they were overrated all season, and I mean they were just a massive letdown. And so I have virtually no interest in them until they play Weber State. I'm taking Polly Bo Baldwin, fantastic coach. Everybody here knows him. I I'm interested to see what he can do with Polly. Um, I I want to see how he's been recruiting this last off season, what kind of talent he's brought in, what kind of scheme he's going to bring in. I want to see how things transition for Bo Baldwin going into this season. I like the Bo Baldwin point, And I think, you know, it is weird to be coming in in a spring season like this, but I got to give the point to Chris. I think the, the big takeaway for me in these games and, and, and with this team is UC Davis seems like they're building a program, a long, you know, a program that could have some real success at the FCS level. This is going to be a real test for, for them after losing all that talent. So point to Chris, I'm most interested to see how they come out uh, after, uh, you know, over a year of them playing a game. Uh, AC, I'm going to start with you with this last question. It's one Chris, one AC right now, zero for Mike Nugent. Last question, Weber State's not playing this weekend. So AC, as an unbiased observer, what game are you most excited for? Idaho, UC Davis. Hands down, Idaho's coming off this huge win, biggest win they've had in a while. And UC Davis, right, they're they're trying to prove that last season wasn't a fluke. Last season, they were just a little bit off. They're trying to recover. And they've got this, this head coach that everybody loves who, I mean, he was at Boise State, he was at Colorado. And how are they going to respond after last year? How is Idaho going to respond coming off the high of that win against Eastern Washington? That, hands down, is the spotlight for this week. And everybody in the big sky should be watching that one. Pandering to the host, I'll allow it. Mike Nugent, what game are you most excited for? Well, the, my eags are going to bounce back against Northern Arizona, but the answer is Idaho State, Southern Utah. It's a fight to stay out of the cellar dweller and have your season already statistically over two weeks in. Uh, hands down, the game of the week. The other two are going to be let's, letdowns. Mark my words, there's going to be a lot of points in that Idaho State, Southern Utah game. All right. And Chris Hammond, we know what you're going to choose. What's the game of the weekend? No, I'm going to go with the cell. What's what's cell? All three games here. The most the entertainment factor in NAU going to Cheney is absolutely phenomenal. Somehow the schedule was all set up to have domes and warm weather games early. Yet somehow the dome team, the Northern Arizona Lumberjacks, with their atrocious defense in the snow in Cheney. This is going to be absolutely wild. It could be 20 degrees in a blizzard. We're going to see Eric Berry and these guys try to throw through snow. We don't know what Keandre Wootie's even seen snow being from Oklahoma. Like, let's go. This game could be absolutely just wild. And just we had the missed field goal last week or the missed made field goal last week. We could have something wild happen in Cheney in early March. All right. Shouldn't be a shock. The winner of that point 
My boy AC, of course the answer is Idaho. What are we even debating here? You are such a homer. This is terrible. <laughs> Two I'm, points I'm, to AC, one you, for Chris. Are you adjusting Ammon, your master for this Mike game? Nugent? This is ridiculous. <laughs> one for my or zero for Mike Nugent. AC, we're gonna turn it over to you real quick uh, to end the show. Talk about whatever you want, but before we do. I want to give a big shout out and thank you to our sponsor, Hughes River Expedition. If you're looking for a great all-inclusive week-long vacation, don't look past your backyard. Venture into the largest protected wilderness in the continental United States, located right here in the great state of Idaho. Enjoy a multi-day trip down the middle fork of the Salmon, the main Salmon River of No Return, the Salmon River Canyons, or the Selway. And you can even check out the special trips like the one to see uh, a really awesome meteor shower, <laughs> camp on the pristine beaches, uh, run amazing whitewater, hike scenic trails, spot wildlife, soak in the beautiful natural hot springs. Let's do what you do on the river. Have a good time. Uh, Hughes River Expedition, they're going to handle everything for you. Uh, uh, they're vandal owned and operated since 1976 and ready to take you on the vacation of a lifetime. Tell your friends, tell your family, we're going to hit the river with Hughes. Uh, what are you waiting for uh, to find out what it's like to grab a paddle, catch dinner and ride the bull all throughout the gem state. Call them now. It's 800-262-1882. Again, that's 1-800-262-1882. Or just check them out online at HughesRiver.com. Also, not official sponsors of the show, but thanks to all of the, the folks who sponsor uh, our various podcasts in the Big Sky Podcast Network, Monta Montucky Cold Snacks, Jeremiah Johnson Brewing, The Wildcat Rack, and of course, the Montana Mint Store. Check all of them out. Help support uh, local media and this type of fan-sponsored coverage. AC, I've been talking too long. I'm handing the baton to you. You got 30 to 40 seconds, my man, to talk about whatever you want. You know what? My favorite college football team's record is 1-0 right now, and my record on the Big Sky Big Takes is 1-0. feels <laughs> really nice. I got to tell you, something that people have been complaining about with FCS football this, this last week or the last couple weeks is the fact that there's no coverage on ESPN, no coverage on national media. And I'm, I'm telling you all right now, turn away from ESPN and turn on to BSPN, Big Sky Podcast Network, we're going hard. We're bringing you the best, most in-depth country in the entire nation. We got we got podcasts covering a lot of major schools in the Big Sky Podcast now in, in the Big Sky Conference, and so y'all got to tune in to BSPN and turn off ESPN. Stop wasting your time. Come home to the Big Sky Podcast Network. This guy's a natural. Of wow. course, he won with that type of AC's rant. He's the company man. Wow. How? AC, where uh, when do you, when do your guys' episodes drop, and where can people find you online? Our episodes usually drop on Wednesdays, sometimes Thursdays. People can find us online at WeberStateWeekly.com. You can find us on Twitter at WeberStateWeekly or Instagram at WeberStateWeekly. Uh, we're usually dropping multiple podcast episodes throughout the week. Our biggest uh, kind of hallmark episode drops on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Give us a shot. Tune in WeberStateWeekly.com. Chris Hammond, Tubbs at the Club. Where can people listen? Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, and you can join us live on YouTube on Tuesdays and Saturdays about an hour after the game. Mike Nugent, we got your Twitter handle up on the screen. Uh, when can we expect the next Grizz fan pod to come out? You know, it's spotty, but I would imagine around certainly around the spring games and, and probably before. You can find us at Grizz Fan Pod or 
Uh, check us out on the Grizz, uh, Grizz Fan Pod stream or the Montana Mint stream. Awesome. What a week. It's so good to have Big Sky Conference football back, and we will see everybody next week. Yeah.